are a lot of questions. There are just as many answers. This is a podcast made for young adults who are learning more about the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a podcast devoted to helping you study scriptures on your own. This is Answers to Gospel Questions. Students, happy Wednesday. It's uh, Answers to Gospel Questions. And it is Wednesday, February 23rd. Uh, I'm Brother Lawson. I'm here with Brother Wing. How are you, Brother Wing? I'm doing great. You might wonder why I sound so old right now. Uh, I was wondering that. I was like, man, you're sounding super old. Yeah, I'm a year older. Yesterday was my birthday. (sighs) On 2222? Yeah. Oh, man, that's fantastic. I love that. Well, it's Brother Wing is very old, uh, much, much, much older than I am. Uh, but uh, we're still we're still glad that he's part of this podcast. He still has stuff to contribute. You still have life to live. There's you still have value, Brother Wing. So I appreciate that. Words of wisdom from a younger chap like you. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, we got a good we we missed everybody on President's Day. We didn't do a President's Day podcast. We probably could have been pretty creative and done something like that, but we're catching back up today. We got a great story in the Old Testament, and we got a great question that's answered by that story in the Old Testament. The question is, how do I find a, a somebody to get married to? <laughs> that's that, how many times did you ask yourself that question when you were brother wing didn't get married until he was a little bit older? Do you remember? Did you ask a similar question like that ever? Oh yeah, like what's going on? How is this possible? What do I do now? Um, like, Bunch will this questions. ever happen? Uh, yeah, all kinds of questions like that, and repeated over and over and over again. <laughs> You know, I don't know. Um, I think everybody has a different experience. Obviously, Isaac and Rebecca had a had a different experience. I do think, however, one thing can be can be clear for for everyone is that the spirit. It might be hard to find a, a spouse, a spouse, but knowing that uh, that one is the that the person you find is the right one. Uh, that can be, I think that will be a little bit easier of a task. It's the finding that sometimes is is the difficult part. So, um, Brother Wayne, what do you think? From, from Genesis, Genesis chapter 24, we, we learn all about this, uh, this love story of this arranged marriage of, of Isaac and Rebecca. And it is a cool story. Uh, what can we learn about finding a spouse? from Isaac and Rebecca? Yeah, fantastic question. And, you know, it was President Hunter that said uh, something to the effect of like, it's not so much about uh, happiness in marriage. It's not so much about finding or being married to the right person as being the right person. Mm. And so if you're, now we're talking pre-marriage now. And so talking about being ready for that and, how to uh, find the right person. Let's talk about being the right person and being ready for that. And that's where Genesis 24 is so helpful because we see Rebecca and how ready she was. And the whole story kind of bears out her character and her strength. You know, I know, and, you know, many people have already commented on this, but how, how when the servant arrived and he's looking for the right 
person for Isaac to marry. And he kind of has this dialogue with God and this plan that um, what kind of person she'll be. I mean, Rebecca obviously is super nice to this servant, but then she offers to feed his or water his camels as well. And she right. runs and hastes to do to do all of this. She's kind of demonstrating her strength and um, and uh, her charity or kindness, you know. And, uh, but, I, you know, the the uh, verse 16 of Genesis 24, where it says in the footnote that there was uh, none like unto her, you know, like she she was living in such a way that she was a person of high character and moral strength, but she was also uh, ready. Like this was the point that she was ready for this. So here comes this unexpected uh, event with this servant coming to her. And I think probably most notably her readiness is demonstrated when uh, he's going to go, you know, and uh, she, and they're like, give us 10 days. Like the family's like, can she stay for 10 more days? You know? And then they're like, well, let's let her decide, you know, this is her decision. Mm -hmm. And she just simply says, I will go. Right. You know, so uh, I guess for us and our purposes today, when we're talking about being ready for marriage, you know, how are we living in such a way that we're ready to make this commitment? We're ready to be, uh, you know, worthy for this eternal covenant, but that we're going to commit and love the spouse like Isaac loves Rebecca. And to use President Hinckley's words, be fiercely loyal to that spouse yeah. um, after marriage. And so it's not that we have to be perfect before we get married, of course, um, that's not possible, but are we, are we ready for the marriage and what are we doing with our life so that we can believe uh, the Lord's covenants, the purpose of marriage. We understand that. And, and uh, we've, we've uh, light cleaveth to light, you know, and that we're, we're going to be uh, ready to match uh, with someone and, uh, enter this <clears throat> important uh, union. I like the road you're going down here. It reminds me of something. I actually heard uh, Elder Bednar say uh, something similar to what I'm about to read you that he said when I was at a, a YSA conference in Fayetteville, actually. Um, he, he said this to the group of YSAs there, and then he said it again um, in another setting. And what he said was this, I'll, I'll read the direct quote. He says, in a world with, per with technology, many young people engage in an endless search for that perfect person. Well, that would be like unmutual, right? Uh, which will guarantee I won't have that heartache in my life, right? So people are, you know, they want to marry the absolute perfect person so that nothing bad will happen to them in their life, right? Uh, then he says, question, if you found that perfect person, why would he or she want to marry you? <laughs> All right, now that sounds, that might sound a little bit harsh, but you see the principle there is that you, you are not a perfect, perfect person. No one listening or, or speaking in this podcast is a perfect person. So why would a perfect person want to marry an imperfect person? Whoever you marry is going to be imperfect, but uh, but like you said, like attracts like, and 
if you're a if you're a spiritual slouch, you're probably going to find a spiritual slouch to marry. If you're someone who loves covenants and loves the gospel, you're probably going to find someone who loves covenants and loves the gospel. And that that's not going to guarantee that everyone is going to uh, love the gospel forever or that everybody is going to be a spiritual slouch forever. But you're going to probably find someone who you're who you're like. And so President Hinckley said <clears throat> he said that I, I love this. Uh, this quote from President Hinckley. He said, one good yardstick as to whether a person might be the right one for you is this. In her presence or his presence, do you think your noblest thoughts? Do you aspire to your finest deeds? Do you wish you were better than you are? Now that, uh, that especially that last sentence, or that last part of that sentence, might give you some grief like what do you mean do i wish i better than i was like shouldn't shouldn't who i love just love me for who i am well yeah they will but when you are around them do you want to be really good all right or do you just want to be who you are right uh i remember when when i was dating my wife that was one of the things that i knew like when i was around her i knew i had to be better I knew I had to elevate my actions and elevate my conversation. And that's one of the reasons why I, I like to be around her. And that's one of the reasons why I still like to be around her. So um, that you can see that clearly in chapter 24 as you, as you study this. You, you'll be able to see uh, Abraham's servant, Eliezer, who goes to find, this, goes to find uh, Rebecca. He says, and there's a great Joseph Smith translation of verse 16, that there was that Rebecca, there was no other girl that was known like unto her. She was fantastic. And, and so that's what you're looking for. But like what Brother Wink said, I would agree. If you want to find someone who's fantastic, you better be fantastic. And, yeah, so all the little things that we do now to, to build character, educate ourselves, uh, be loving and patient with those around us, all of this is contributing and is uh, helping us to find a person who we can build a marriage with and then therefore and fulfill the purposes of marriage, which then talk about eternal families and, and covenants. I think another point to be made is that we, this story teaches us about believing that the Lord can guide this whole process. You know, one thing that I like about this story is kind of, it's like a needle in the haystack story. Like how is this servant of Abraham going to possibly find a wife for Isaac, you know, in this world when there's so few really in his case so few options um, for a covenant marriage that's true and it's just and he's got to go hundreds of miles to to do it and you know he he doesn't even know people and you know he doesn't know names and he's just having to sit by a well and see what happens you know it's like it seems crazy and yet the lord can guide this process can he do the same for us absolutely he can you know and uh, we may not feel like there are options around us right now um, or that we, you're like, yeah, I love the gospel and I can't find someone who loves it like I do or that loves me and loves the gospel. Or <laughs> you know, um, And yet we can also not just trust that the Lord can orchestrate circumstances for us to meet someone or be in a situation where we can meet uh, someone like that, but that we can also trust his timing yeah. um, and uh, that there may be things that he wants us to accomplish first. Um, and that we're going to meet lots of great people, but it just won't work out until certain things have taken place that are important for our purpose in our life. 
And so I think that's where my particular story and my wife's story, you know, I can come into place. She was, you know, in church standards might've, might've been seen as a little bit older before she got married. She wasn't like Isaac. I mean, he was 40. So, <laughs> right. Uh, I was pushing that myself. Um, but, uh, but, you know, she had, there's some things now that I see that because of her career that she had prior to our marriage, there's things that she can do now. And it's not, that's not the case for everybody's purpose, uh, but it was for hers. And um, we trust the Lord's timing, which is difficult in the moment, but now it doesn't seem like we got married late, you know? And, yeah. Uh, and we can see more purposes in it for our, our unique path. But yeah. this story is just great. Be ready and believe the Lord and, and trust in his timing. That's a great, that's a great message. I mean, if, if marriage is so important and we know that it is, especially to the Lord, I mean, that's one of the reasons why he sent us here to earth. Then he's going to, if, if he can part a red sea, he can have someone show up to your little branch, your little YSA branch. He can, he can create all types of uh, opportunities. Um, and so have faith, continue to keep covenants. Things will work out. All right. All right, everybody, you stay righteous. We love your guts. Make sure you share this podcast with other people and uh, and check out the Instagram page at Ozark underscore YA. And we'll talk to you next time. Fat Friday, submit a question. We'll see you.